to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona, the former chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, co-chair of the Border Security Caucus, and the co-chair of the War Powers Caucus. It's Andy Biggs. Andy, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, I'm doing well. It's good to see you, too. I want to start uh, with, with the lies that are being told on television every single day, or, or they're telling the truth, Andy, and you guys aren't telling the truth. It turns out every Democrat, every administration member from Joe Biden to KJP on down, they all say, you guys have nothing. You've got no evidence whatsoever to to, to start this impeachment inquiry. In fact, Karine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, actually says there are Republicans that agree with her that there is no evidence against Joe Biden. What, what do you say to that? There is not a single Republican who doesn't know that there's evidence against Joe Biden. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, an impeachment inquiry takes uh, what we have found so far and gives us more uh, a broader scope, broader authority to subpoena in the bank records of Hunter and Joe Biden vis-a-vis uh, -vis the many dozens, uh, the, a couple of dozen shell companies that, that Hunter Biden and his cronies put together. The, the multiple bank accounts that they had, the suspicious activity reports against them. You have a credible um, informant uh, telling uh, and recounting that Joe Biden received $5 million for his quid pro quo regarding Viktor Shulkin, the Ukrainian uh, prosecutor. You have uh, other documentary evidence. You have Joe Biden sending more than 5,000 emails that we know of using an AKA, uh, I wonder what that was all about. You have, right. uh, you know, Joe, there, it's, there's mountains of evidence and Republicans know it and the Democrats know it too, but uh, they're going to say uh, there's no evidence because they're scared of what, what's really going to come out before the American people. Well, obviously, and what you said is all verifiably true, but but I, wonder, I want to go back a few years, Andy. Remind me if I missed something. When they impeached Trump, I don't even know if there was a day-long inquiry. I don't, I don't know if they did an inquiry at all. They just seemed to throw it together, send it over to the Senate, have a nice day. One was about a phone call where he said nothing wrong, and the other one was about January 6th, where he clearly did nothing wrong. Um, you guys are taking a more uh, slow and methodical approach, which I think is probably the right way to go to make sure that you crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Can you compare and contrast what they did just a few years ago to what you're doing now? Yeah, so, so they were in such a hurry... Uh, on both impeachments, that um, they actually distorted evidence um, in the, on the phone call. So they misquoted the phone call itself, right? Um, and and um, showed videos uh, uh, that were doctored and edited on the on the January sixth impeachment. And here's the deal: Donald Trump was leaving office, but they couldn't wait for him to leave office. Uh, for that 12 days, they insisted on going forward with an impeachment. Right. That's how that's how insane they uh, they get they can be, and they were so vitriolic, so vindictive, and they went after Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump was leaving office and said he was going to leave office. So uh, we have evidence. They know we have evidence, and uh, we we continue to adduce evidence. And, and then we're going to reveal it to the American people. And as they see it, I think the American people are going to say uh, Joe Biden is perhaps the most corrupt uh, elected official in the history of America. 
District 5 Republican Great State of Arizona, it's Andy Biggs. Uh, Andy, as I see Chuck Schumer, the House Majority Leader and the House, uh, I'm sorry, the Senate Majority Leader and the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries, coming out to a microphone just about every day saying this is all about politics. They have nothing. This is all about politics. These are the same people that knew what was happening to Trump was all about politics, but didn't seem to care. Do they think that we can't go back a few years and look at those videos and watch exactly what they did? I mean, uh, I guess I just wonder, what world do they think we live in where we forgot what they did a few years ago? It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. You saw this four-year-long witch hunt against Donald Trump just to stop him from being effective. When they walk to a microphone, do you think they're clear-minded when they say to themselves, we're just going to say exactly the opposite of what we said three years ago, and people are going to buy it? Yeah, it's it's upside-down land. I mean, they, they go out to the microphone. They know, they know what they did to Donald Trump, and they all know... The, what Biden's condition is. These are the same people who come out and say, you know, Biden's doing a great job. The economy's good. The border's secure. Uh, gas prices are down. You know, they're, they're just not telling the truth. And that's right. that's that's their what they view as their job to be. I don't think most Americans buy into that. Right. So, I mean, I think I think people know that Biden has got problems. They know Hunter Biden has problems. And, and don't forget, you know, in the bribery type of section of, 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 of the p- potential impeachment, Joe Biden is getting benefit, benefited because his family's getting benefited. His, yes. You know, money to all his family and relatives. Uh, they're, they're able to go all over the world. Hunt, uh, Hunter's going on Air Force Two to conduct business in China and elsewhere. And most people are focusing on this Ukraine stuff, but don't forget, you've got millions coming to Hunter from China, from Kazakhstan, from Russia, other other countries. I mean, he blew a million dollars on on uh, prostitutions and prostitution for Pete's sakes in a year's time. This is this is all this is all beneficial to his family, and and we have lots of indications that Hunter was paying Joe's bills, phone right. bills. Uh, other other bills. Uh, well, he admits that as a, in his own text messages. Yeah, yeah. So so as as we're looking at it, um, you keep hearing the left go after the right, Manafort on down about FARA, FARA violation. This uh, you know foreign agent, uh, whatever it is, the Registration Act, and Hunter Biden quite literally. I'm going to say this, and I feel comfortable saying it is the largest violator of that of that provision ever in the history of this country. Millions upon tens of millions of dollars in dealings all over the world that he never registered as a foreign agent regis- in this Foreign Agent Registration Act. What do you make of that? I mean, they keep on going after people on the right for FARA, and this you have the, the, the poster child right here. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> excuse me. I think that... that um, Hunter Biden was was actually selling the brand, and Devin Archer they that they Devin testified to that in, under oath in a deposition that they were selling the brand, the Biden brand. What was the right. Biden brand? Joe Biden, and they were selling it to foreign companies. So he's selling access. He is he's representing foreign companies in the U.S. That means you have to register, and let's just let's just call it what it is, for. There'd been, I think, there was only one prosecution in in, in like 200 years of FARA uh, statute. Right. Until uh, the weaponized DOJ went after uh, Trump supporters for FARA issues. Right. And so, uh, 
why didn't why hasn't Merrick Garland gone after Hunter Biden or any of these other guys who knew that they they were acting on behalf of foreign companies and uh, selling access to Joe Biden? Uh, people understand that this is a disparate treatment. Number one and number two, it just it is so bad to be selling access to the vice president. And then the third thing is is when Joe Biden says, "Oh, I never knew it happened." Good grief, he knew it. He was in he was in it up to his eyeballs. And so, did he have an obligation uh, as a fair to register as a fair uh, you know foreign agent? I don't know that 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 he needed to, right. but he certainly knew that. He should have known that his son needed to. It's uh, Andy Biggs, U.S. Representative, District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona. Um, we've talked about this before, but I just want to make sure we get it on the record again. What product or service did the Bidens have to offer other than his influence? None. None. I mean, that's that. That's exactly what Devin Archer testified. Others have testified the same thing, too. They were selling only one thing, and that was access to Joe Biden. Um, and in the case particularly of, of Ukraine and, and the investigator there, uh, Victor Shokin, they were selling uh, a quid pro quo. Give us a bunch of money. Uh, Joe's going to come in and try to take care of it for you. And, and sure, he did, uh, and he brags about it. Yeah, so so that a call takes place, and within five days, Joe Biden's in, in uh, uh, Ukraine holding uh, uh, hostage money uh, U.S. taxpayer dollars in order to get Victor Shulkin fired. And that basically resulted in the change of U.S. policy uh, where uh, we were supporting Victor Shulkin, who was investigating Burisma. And then after that, uh, they, uh, the policy changed and there was no further investigation of Burisma after that. It is uh, Andy Biggs. Andy, should you get Merrick Garland in front of you? And I know that you want to. What are the questions? What do you want to know from him? And and with the inquiry being official, can they say no to a subpoena or do they have to appear? Well, Merrick Garland's going to show up tomorrow in a normal oversight capacity. And so the questions, I mean, let, let's face it, Joe, there's so much, everything from parents being surveilled, going up to uh, to uh, school board meetings, to yes. the, the Catholic Church issue, to uh, Jack Smith, to David Weiss to uh, the Hunter Biden investigation itself. He's a target rich um, witness. And so there'll be a lot on all of those things uh, when Mary Garlick comes in tomorrow. Can you compel him to answer? And if he doesn't answer, can there be action or not? Yes and no. He, he okay. Because if we go to compel him, uh, he's the guy that would be uh, supervising the the contempt, right? I mean, that's what Eric Holder was <laughs> Exactly done. right, right. He didn't prosecute. So, yeah, but he's going to try to say, well, you know, I don't have to answer because there's an invest ongoing investigation probably. But most of the stuff we're talking about is policy issues. Is that really what DOJ's policy is? Is DOJ's policy really uh, to to uh, not uh, uh, to, to, to allow a, a statute of limitations for crimes to to pass be, and and then bring this the weakest charge against somebody is that really DOJ policy? Um, the question is like that. That has yeah. nothing to do with investigations. It has to do with what their policy is. And he should be able to answer that. It's uh, District Five yep. Republican, great state of uh, Arizona. It's Andy Biggs. Let's talk about the government shutdown. I did a video the other night. They did very very well on social media because people don't understand how this works. You guys hold the pur- the purse strings. You guys control the money. So if the House of Representatives 
comes up with a budget and passes it out of the House, then sends it over to the to the, the Senate, the House has done its job. If the Senate decides not to take it, not to convene, not to change it and offer up changes to you guys, and, and if they do accept and the president doesn't sign it, the shutdown is on the Senate or it's on the president. All you guys have to do, and gals in the Senate, in the House, is pass a bill that says this is the budget for the next fiscal year. Did I get that wrong? No, but there's there's a couple of things to that, Joe, as well. Um, first, first of all, even if you have a what I call a pause in spending, the vast majority of the federal government continues; it perpetuates, and um, and I, I, I that's probably where we're going to end up, quite frankly, because uh, simply. We don't have all those bills ready. We should have had all the bills ready, but they didn't get the bills ready. Right. Um, but the government continues. And even if you, let's say you become a furloughed employee, um, you you will get all of your back pay. Everything comes back. Um, nobody misses. So it's all retroactive. Even if the government is so-called shut down for a short amount of time, you get your money anyway. That's exactly right. That's are, exactly- are we going to see a continuing resolution or are we going to have a budget? Well, we should be doing a budget. My, I, I yeah. would also say I don't think we should be afraid of a of a budget uh, a, a, a pause, Joe. And here's why: we're in an existential crisis in a lot of ways with the weaponization. Well, the CR would j- just perpetuate the policies that allow the weaponization against the U.S. citizen. Well, so why do that? I mean, it seems to me that you would just say, well, I would rather we 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 just have a pause in spending until. We're able to pass the true appropriations bills where we take away funding for these uh, departments and agencies that are attacking U.S. citizens. How about on the border? How about providing incentives to actually enforce the law yes. that, that exists? I mean, so the budget is our is our leverage. It's what the founders gave us as number one leverage. I, I, I'm not afraid of a, of a pause. Uh, I know we'll get beat up a bit, but, but here's the deal. If you're going to ever turn this country around, Joe, at some point, you have to change. And in order to change, maybe this is the time. And not let's, let's not kick it down the road on another day. It, get, it happens. I mean, good grief. I actually have had people tell me this week, Joe, they've said, Andy, we may not be able to get uh, very much on this. But don't worry. We'll, 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 we'll get it next year. No. No. <laughs> Andy, nobody wants to hear that because last yeah. year it was Pelosi who set the budget. So at the end of the day, here's what my viewers and listeners think. And here's what I think. Kevin McCarthy was rolled by Joe Biden and the process when it was about the debt limit. He was yeah. rolled. It's $4 trillion more. It might be $6 trillion more. There's really no debt limit anymore. And he just gave Biden everything he wanted. And we went, you know, that really sucks, and you just sold out. But you can now set the budget coming up soon. The last thing you want anybody wants to hear to keep control of the, of the House in the Republicans' hands is that we're just going to do it. We're going to wait another year. It's time now, is it not? You're exactly right, Joe. That's... That's what I'm preaching to the choir. I mean, uh, is that hey, now's the time to take the stand. I'm tired. I'm tired of of being out there trying to take a stand every three to six months by myself, um, with just a, a handful of my my closest friends here in Congress. It's time to take the stand now and just sim- simply say no. It, no, we're 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 not going to get allow you to continue to pursue uh, the American people, Joe. They just they just basically don't forget they downgraded our credit. And and they gave us a, an increase in the forecast of the structural deficit for this year from 1.75 trillion to 2.25, whatever it is. Trillion. Wow. Mm. So at some point you have to say it, it can't go on. 
And this is that point. It should have been that point. Some of us have been saying for years that should be the point. But um, in any event, this is where we sit. Give me 30 seconds. It's all I have left. I know that you made some time for me today. 30 seconds on the border. You're in a border state. You're in Arizona. I'm in Texas. We're seeing 7 or 8 million people coming across illegally. We've got train cars loaded, filled with illegal aliens about to try to come in, and nobody's doing anything about it. Can you do something with the House and Republicans' hands? Just give me like 30 seconds on this to stop this yeah. flow right now. It would have, yeah. The laws that are in place now would require that the Biden administration stop it. But they're not enforcing it. They're a lawless administration. So the only way thing you got, Joe, is you've got our budget bills. And our budget bills need to say not not just we're not going to fund this aspect of Homeland Security, but we're going to fund CBP. What you have to do is you have to say, you want the Green New Deal stuff. We're not funding Green New Deal. You want electric vehicles. We're not going to fund that. You want to give money for drag queen shows all over the world. We're not going to give you any of that stuff. Right. We're not going to give it to you ever. But now we're going to get into specific programs. You're not getting that money until that border is closed. And that's what people want to hear. Biggs.house.gov. It's District 5 Republican, great state of Arizona, Andy Biggs. Andy, let's get together again very soon. We'll find out what this budget stuff is. People are holding their breath. They don't really trust McCarthy right now. We'll see what happens. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. I appreciate Andy Biggs coming out. I think he's one of the good guys. Hopefully they're going to stick to their guns and make a good budget deal. They just give in like they did with the uh, with the debt ceiling. We're going to be in trouble for a long time. They let Nancy Pelosi into the budget last time on her way out from being the speaker. They can't allow something like that to happen again. The House just has to make a budget, send it over to the Senate, and then if the Senate doesn't do anything with it, then the shutdown will be on them. And as Big said, it's all retroactive pay anyway. You're not going to be shut down and not get paid. Uh, next hour, it's going to be Carlin Borsenko. She is a psychologist and also an independent journalist who uncovers the Marxist moves in our library system and our school system in this, uh, in this country. You're going to like a lot what she has to say. She exposes who they are, how they got there, and how we should combat it. We've got that for you and a whole lot more. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Go there. All the social media is there and much more. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pags Show.